episode 49 of Strange Brow Radio. I am your host, Hope Johnson, and today's guest, we're calling Sarah, needs to be that way. Sarah is anonymous, and there's a reason for it. Sarah lives in a skin twin. Sounds like it to me. That is a cousin, a twin to Skinwalker Ranch, and Sarah knows all about that. I'll tell you more about her in a second, but first, the holidays doth approach. And I think it's too late, probably, to say that you could order one of these alchemy sound devices at Feral by Aaron, but you could order one because they work, because whoever you got it for would much appreciate it, including yourself, drums, rattles, and smudge fans. Feral by Aaron, E-R-Y-N. And let her know that you heard from it here at Strange Brow Radio. Shoot a message. All right, next up is going to be our witness, Sarah. And her skin twin issues. I'll be right back. Over the past week, I've gotten to know our guest tonight, anonymous Sarah, and her case... Now, I call it a skin twin, and that's because it is these places where the veil is thin and these properties where behavior of an unknown origin exhibits itself and wants to kind of lock you in its spell, uh, interact with you, is a legitimate phenomenon, and Sarah lives at one of these places. She reached out to me on a message board and there was a sense of urgency, a a, a frantic retelling of events, kind of just open thread, hopefully for anybody to respond to her. I did. And uh, there was so much information. It was coming at me so quick, videos, pictures. And uh, I felt like, well, we need to hit the brakes here. Let me call you. I did. And we set up an interview within a couple hours after her introducing herself to me. So what you're about to hear is me meeting this individual. I could do a lot of guests, I guess, for the first time. But this one's unique because of I've never ran home to do an interview before. And so this one uh, I did. So you'll, you'll get a little bit of a taste of that as I introduce her that uh, we're kind of setting up shop as we are going into this interview, but this interview has it all. Um, It's exciting, it's scary, and uh, it's, uh, you know, raw motion coming out of a witness living through this at this moment as you hear this broadcast. And certainly will be a follow-up to this, and you can look forward, I guess, if that's the way you could shape this, put that to it uh, coming down the pike here, of course. So, Uh, From California, that much we can tell you, is our witness, Sarah, living in one of these skin twins. Okay, we are on the air right now with who we're calling Sarah. And to give people an idea of how I heard about Sarah, this just fell into my lap less than a couple hours ago from the moment I started this podcast. Uh, To be frank, I was in the line for a car wash and I uh, got introduced to a thread and in this thread I I quickly learned who Sarah was 
And I know a little bit about your story here, but time was kind of of the essence when we were speaking to one another offline. And then we quickly started to do in-house messaging and things sounded kind of um, urgent to say the least. So I headed back home to the studio and now I have Sarah on the line here. So Sarah, uh, give people a little idea. I know we need to be careful about certain particulars as it pertains to what's happened. Uh, over the, now, is this over the last couple of years things have unfolded or less time than that? Um, actually, it started for me in 1996. Okay. Uh, I had a kind of first sighting. And okay. then, um, then there's been more sightings ever okay. since then. Okay. For well, the last three years. Let's go back to '96 then, and explain to the people uh, who Sarah is as delicately as we can without exposing you. Um, okay. What happened? What happened in '96? Okay. Um, you know, I was young and not very confident in myself. Um, I went to uh, Yosemite National Park, and uh, basically, we were young kids at the time, didn't know about the dangers of bears or anything. We were young. We were like early 20s, and what happened was we went to Upper Falls, and we camped out there. We were the only dummies that would like decide to have a tent. When everybody would climb up Upper Falls, they would go back down. <laughs> they never spent the night. We were the only ones out there pretty much. And uh, in the middle of the night, we heard a horrible growl, so terrifying that it sends shiver down your spine. We were thinking it's a bear. Now, before we, we got there, they told us there's a lot of bears up here. Make sure you like hang your food because the bears will come and eat your food. And if it's in your tent, you're in trouble. Well, we were young, irresponsible at the time. And um, a roommate of mine brought a box of granola bars and left it inside the tent. So in the middle of the night, we heard this growl thinking it was a bear. Um, I pointed at my roommate after we heard the growl and I said, the granola bar is a bear. So he unzipped it. He threw the box of granola bars as far away as he possibly could. And it, when we opened up the zipper, I looked with a flashlight as he's getting the granola bar and I saw something bipedal walking into the wood line. So we were like, what was that? It wasn't a bear. Like, what was that? Well, as soon as sunrise hit, we packed and we left never found the box of granola bars and that kind of ruined our trip. So that's how it all started for me wondering for years, what was that, that we saw? So years, you know, you get married, you, you, you grow more confidence. Um, I was a stay at home mom and we were talking to friends and they said, what was the most scariest thing that ever happened to you? And I said, well, this happened to me in Yosemite and we don't know what it was. So they said, have you ever like researched Bigfoot? Could it, was it a Sasquatch? And I laughed. I was like very judgmental. I'm like a Bigfoot. I learned, I learned a lesson, a very important lesson, not to be so judgmental, never even believing in ghosts, UFOs, you know, any of that stuff. So I started researching it. And I, the more I researched it, I saw that there's a lot of people I've had sightings. And that's how I got involved in the whole Bigfoot community um, phenomenon type thing. So I had a sighting that was pretty well known. Um, I can't mention names because then you'll know who I am, but it was very surreal because I saw a Sasquatch about 75 feet from me. Um, I'm going to say where in Washington state. And it was funny because it 
looked cloaked on the video, which I never believed in cloaked at all. But I saw the creature flesh and blood with hair and it took off and, and left. It ran. Um, it took two bipedal steps, went on all fours and ran opposite side away from us. And I was thinking in my head at that time, I wanted to go to get answers for myself. Are these things real or not? Because in Yosemite, it wasn't a very, um, it was dark. I wasn't quite sure if they existed it, and they did. <laughs> I saw 175 feet for me and that's where my life changed forever for the better. I lost 150 pounds. I was in a very unhealthy marriage. And then that day I said, there's so much of life that we don't know about. It's time to be happy. And like, it, it made me kind of change my life for the better because I know there's a lot more to the world than what we were taught basically. So um, that's how I got involved in the whole Sasquatch community. Um, okay. Now you know, when, 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 when was this case in Washington? When did the sighting happen? That was nine, uh, September 9-11, uh, 2014 was the sighting. Okay. Um, and it was cloaked on video, but uh, when I was looking at it with my eyes, it was, it was, it was flesh and blood. But in the camera, it looked like translucent, like a predator, which was totally weird for me. I didn't understand it. And that's when I got even more obsessed and I wanted to learn more about it. And my life changed for the better from that day on. So then it changed again. <laughs> so what happened was I had another encounter. I just, I live in Los Angeles. I'm just going to say that. And um, what happened was, uh, I went on a hike and um, the people I was with videotaped. We ran into three Sasquatches um, about a mile into the woods. It was around 630 at night. And the person that was with me videotaped our encounter twice. Um, I ran in front of my the people that I was with to protect them. And uh, that's where I ever changed my life because I've never seen an alpha male ever. It was the one in, in, in Washington was about five feet um, tall, um, young. He was young. And uh, when you're in front of an alpha, it's a whole different ballgame, if that makes sense, what I'm saying. Like, it's sure, sure. all different. So it's definitely a lot more scarier because they're so enormously big. And there's no chance of me uh, winning over a Sasquatch to protect someone, if that makes sense. Not that I would want anybody to hurt them, you know, cause they showed no aggression at that, that sighting. They were just very curious of us. So that's what happened with my third encounter. So what happened was, um, I felt that I was brought to that trail because when I would navigate to get my daughters from school, I would, um, I would navigate cause I didn't know where I was. I was new in, in the area and five times it would take me to the end of this trail. But when I first moved up there, I'm like, where do I start looking for Bigfoot? There's so many thousands of acres. Like, where do I start? And it kind of like led me like a mile away from my house on this trail. And that's where I had the encounters with the Sasquatch. And um, they came very close to us, about 20 feet. I was about 50 feet from the alpha male. And I was face to face with him. And it's caught on video too, my the person I was with, she videotaped it twice as she was standing behind me. So that changed my life forever. And the reason why I have gotten so involved in this was because 
I was thinking after this happened, what if I was leaving the trail that day and I saw like a young family, a young couple coming on that trail to go for a hike like we did? What am I going to say to them? Like, don't go over there. There's large Bigfoot. They would say she's crazy. And I wanted to change things because we were taught as children, monsters aren't real or these creatures do not exist. We're the only human type species, I guess you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So that's how everything changed for me. Um, things got a lot more intense. Um, I ended up having to move to another house and this house is very isolated with no neighbors and it's very terrain and mm-hmm. I'm the only house really there. So and now, what is it, worse. let's, let's, let's so, go back a little bit first. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yes. I can okay. hear you fine. Um, Let's. I want to get to the part where you're more isolated because of these encounters here. Because from our brief conversation that we had over the phone, um, I get the idea that things have changed drastically from yeah. uh, you know 1996, and then your second encounter where you saw one was that the one that was 75 feet away, the five foot tall one. Yeah. And what year was that? Uh, yes, yes, in Washington, 75 feet. Yeah. And that and was. And he was at, little. He was like. That was after, that was after 96. So what year was this one? This was, okay, 96 was Yosemite. Mm-hmm. And 9-11, 2014 was Washington State. Okay, gotcha. And then, and then Los Angeles was my third encounter. And so, that was and recently? That was, uh, March, yeah, March 27th, 2017. Okay. That was the date. And you're, I mean, so, uh, uh, well, uh, yeah, and you're very sure about these dates here. I mean, you these have been locked into your brain forever just based upon what you've forever. seen here. So March 27th, you know, you know, like when, when, when he passed away or Princess Diana, you asked somebody, where were you when you heard mm-hmm. Princess Diana passed away? Right. It's the same thing. It was the same date. You know exactly where you were at that date. You know what I mean? It, 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 mm-hmm. it affected you so much. That's how I feel anyway. So when so, on your, on your first encounter back in 96, uh, that was mm-hmm. just a chance encounter. You were you still kind of toying with the idea it was something other than a bear or a Bigfoot or were you vacillating yeah. between the two? Yeah, just cause it, it didn't make sense to me because I'm uh. like, was that a bear walking? It was so dark and the, the growl was so intense. It did not that I knew anything about bears or mm-hmm. anything wildlife at all. I I wasn't sure what is what was it that I saw because it mm-hmm. didn't look like a bear because it was walking on two feet. So in my head for years, when you're growing up, you don't have a lot of confidence in yourself. When you go through high school, you know, you're kind of finding yourself. And then what happens is as you get older, you become more confident in life. Mm-hmm. You don't care sure. as much about things. It's you grow as a person personality wise sure so and, you, and you kept this to yourself back in 96 you didn't report it did I, you? yeah I never worked to anybody except right. my roommates right they were my, my roommates and we were like it ruined our trip we packed and we left because we were like this was this it was too scary like we didn't we kept asking ourselves in the car mm-hmm. like, and then we never talked about it again which is weird people mm-hmm. have those experiences and they don't talk about it to the people that saw it too you know what i mean Mm-hmm. So it's it was awkward it's because I don't know if it's just um, insecurity of like people laughing at us, making us feel like we're crazy. 
it's and now at now that I'm like almost 50, I don't care what people think. <laughs> right. I am here to prove something because I believe people have the choice to know what's really out there. So mm-hmm. they have a choice. We know there's mountain lions and snakes and moose and things that can hurt you out there. Let's 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 be <gasps> real and tell everybody mm-hmm. what's really out there. You know what I mean? It's just that's how I feel. And then back you know? in uh, September 11th, which was an easy day to remember, 2014, you saw a five foot tall one. Is that right? Yeah. And, and what happened was, was I go ahead. I wanted answers. I wanted answers for myself because when I went to see my friend who invited me was so gracious. I told her, I don't want you to show me like old, like footprints. I want to find my own structures. I want answers for myself. I don't want you to show me anything. I want to find it on my own because you don't know if somebody's going to be hoaxing you and, Oh, look what I found. You know what I mean? So I wanted to find my stuff so I could answer the questions for myself. If that makes sense. Sure. So she didn't show me anything. The only thing she did show me was she told me that her dog, she said that her dog, uh, every time they would go on this trail, her dog would stop and look mm-hmm. at the certain area and, and she would kind of pull her away and go, come on, let's go, let's go. But she would all, her dog would always stop and look at this area, which is to me now like the play area of the, of the Sasquatch. So when we were walking on that trail that day, we were walking straight and she said, Oh, let's go left because I want to show you a, a tree twist that's been twisted like three times in like the last three years. So that's the only thing she, she showed me that to verify, it. you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. so we, we did a quick left. They thought the creatures thought we were going to keep walking straight, but we made a quick left and they weren't expecting that. So I think we caught the juvenile um, by accident. <laughs> he was hanging with one hand on a tree and you know when you walk in and somebody's getting dressed and you accidentally open the door and you're like oh my gosh I'm sorry like I just saw you sorry it was that expression that the juvenile gave me like oh god you just saw me and then I looked away because I was like oh sorry I didn't mean to see you but in my head what is this I'm from like Los Angeles we don't have these things out here you know what I mean right so that that was the expression they gave me and I was just in awe going, well, well, what? It looked like a chimpanzee in the body, but it had an alien looking face. It had black, um, like almond eyes, all black, no white, and terrified of seeing me. And then that's when it jumped off the tree, took two bipedal steps, went quadrupedal, which means on all fours, and ran away from us. And it was scared because it, it wasn't expecting us to turn left right away. And that's that. And, and she had it on camera. So that was now two sightings that I've had. And both of them were caught on film, which was kind of unusual because most people don't catch it on film mm-hmm. when they have a sighting. So now I when, felt that it was. Now, when this thing left towards the brush bipedally, what did you guys do? Yeah. We stood there like and then I, I hear her say, did you guys just see that? And I'm like, I was in so much shock. I couldn't even, I wanted to say like her name, like, uh, I can't, let's say her name's Judy. I want to say, Judy, what is this? Like, but I was so in shock. I, I couldn't believe what I was looking at. And there's so many things that go through your mind when you have a sighting like that. Like, is this like, what am I looking at? Like, what, mm-hmm. what are you? You know what I mean? And, and that's how I felt. I couldn't speak. I was in shock. It was, 
it was very surreal because mm -hmm. th right there at that moment, I knew, oh my gosh, they are real. They are soft watch. It's not just a myth. It's not a, you know, for folklore or whatever they call it. It's real. Like, and what scared me was mama should be around. And so was dad. We wanted to get away from there as fast as possible. And what happened was when it ran, let's, let's pretend it's out of you. We're, we're like in a U. It ran towards more people that were sitting on the other side and their dog started to bark because they saw something run across the trail. There was more people sitting like, like at a U kind of, if, if that makes sense. So a dog started barking because he saw something run across the path and they didn't even see it. The juvenile run, <laughs> if that yeah. makes sense. Right. And is this a uh, full on expedition camp out? That's why you guys are there? Yeah. Okay. Yes. It was, there was uh, 13 witnesses, seven witnesses where we saw the creature. Okay. Witnesses. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. Stay. And then we found yeah. It sounds like you're, it sounds like you're moving around in the room just a little bit or something happened. Oh, with the phone. That's okay. Uh, just, it's a little bit, a little bit echoey. Is that better? That's that better? way. Yeah. That's no. way better. My dogs okay. are trying to make noise. Oh, that's start. okay. I'm sorry. What time of day okay. did the, uh, real quick here to kind of paint the picture? Is this a night walk or what do we do? What time of day is this? It was around 1130 a.m. Okay. So right in, right in the middle of a night, it was like nice weather in the middle of the afternoon. Absolutely. Beautiful weather. Not even expecting, you know what, when we went there, my husband, he went with me on the airplane. He said to me, if you don't see a Bigfoot, are you going to be disappointed? And I said to him, no, we're not going to see one. I said, you, you're very lucky if you see one. I just want to go and like learn about it. I want to like talk to people because here in LA, if you bring up Bigfoot, they think they say like, what medication are you on? Mm -hmm. Are you a psychiatric patient? Totally different geographic. If you go to Oregon and you say, I had a Bigfoot sighting, they'll say like, where was your sighting at? It's <laughs> right. so different. Yeah. Different parts of the state. Right, right, right. Completely different. So, okay, yeah. so this one, you described the eyes. Uh, that was pretty interesting detail here. You Did you say almond-shaped eyes? Yes, black almond-shaped eyes. Okay. It, it was, it, I, I, it was, they were enormous black almond-shaped eyes. Almost like it didn't fit the body head proportion. No neck. Yeah, mm -hmm. no neck. But as I, as he was running, like away from me, I could see pink of his skin on his back. Like I could see him running, but I could see his skin and it was pink, which was to me was interesting, you know, because mm -hmm. the alpha male that I ran into in March was completely gray. He, he was all gray. And either I think either they don't bathe, so they're gray because they're dirty or that's just their skin color. And he also had black almond shaped eyes, enormous. He also had human ears, like us, but like big ears, too. And he also had five long fingers, and he scratched his face. He had no worries about us seeing him at all, the, the last uh, encounter, the, the March one. Okay. So on, just real, to finish up on 9-11 here, the, the juvenile, we'll call it here, with the pink skin on its shoulders in the back there. It goes down quadrupedically, and it ducks in the brush. Is there any more... Uh, involvement with Sasquatch there for the rest of your expedition? I mean, did you guys 
get visited on after? I just, yes. I got everything that you can experience except the smell. I was able to experience all of it. Like rocks being thrown at us, screams at night, mm-hmm. which was terrifying. <laughs> it was so scary because I was like, this little tent isn't going to protect me from like vinyl. You know what I mean? At night, when they scream at night, it's like, a woman being like tortured it's 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 scary really scary and we were at a campsite so when when she said i'm like where are we going to be sleeping i'm thinking a hotel room she's like out here in in the wilderness so i'm like what what do you mean what do you mean we're gonna sleep in the tent like out in the woods i was scared you know it's scary but 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 i learned to be tough and um, I learned that these are beautiful species and I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a lot of bad people that have bad experiences. I've had horrible experience now. I was able to experience a very bad experience. Okay. So this now. bad, this bad experience <laughs> comes between 2017 and today. Yes. Okay. Well, let's, let's get into some of this here. Uh, but before we do, uh, during any one of these encounters, 96, 2014, and 17, did anything exhibit itself that was outside the normal uh, bounds of science? Did you see anything that seemed totally irregular or supernatural with any of these sightings? Um, I was very flesh and blood. Like when somebody would say they're telepathic, I would think your experience is your experience. And I am no one to judge because I used to be the person that would judge people and say, Sasquatches aren't real. That's just, mm-hmm. that's a bunch of, bull- I learned a huge lesson because when people would tell me things like they're telepathic, they have abilities. Like this is just an example I have a friend and she is in Michigan and she, she has, she's a a single mom. She has an autistic son and they're all around her house. Like they're around my house now. And she said that when she takes a picture of them and she sends it to me, she'll think for a minute, okay, I'm going to take a picture because I know they're right outside my house. So she grabs her cell phone. She walks up to the window and she takes a picture of them. Mm-hmm. Now they're looking at her as she's taking the picture. That picture that she sends me is very blurry. But when she doesn't think about like a long time, like I'm going to take a picture. I know they're right over there. She'll grab the cell phone without thinking too much. And she'll take a picture of them facing like they're not facing her. And the picture is clear as can be. So when a creature is looking at you, mm-hmm. the pictures are very blurry. And I noticed that when, like there's one of, she sent me a picture, it's on its belly and it's getting on top of the deck. Mm-hmm. And her, all, by the way, her whole block is abandoned. She's the only person there. Everybody moved out. So she took a picture of one on the balcony, um, on its belly, climbing up and the picture is completely mm-hmm. clear. So I wonder when they look at the cameras, do they have the kind of ability that they make? Well, now you were you were witness to some of this ability here because you described cloaking in the 2014 or 2017. Which one was it? And and the camera was facing the creature. Mm-hmm. She, the, uh, 2014. She carries a stick with like an iPad. And oh, she, you, and she okay. So she was recording it, and I was in the video, and so was the creature. 
So it, it but it wasn't too blurry. It wasn't, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was close. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? It, it, it was the, the camera was facing the creature on 9-11 and mm-hmm. it looked close, like, like the predator. But when my friend in Michigan takes the picture quickly without thinking about it and mm-hmm. it's facing away from it's clear as can be. It's so weird. There, and, and does everybody have bad cameras? No. Like what, what, what ability do they have that they can make? How do they even know what cameras are for one? Right. Like I, I'm like, how do they know what a camera is? Now I know why. Now, now I think I know why. And I'll, and I'll explain that to you when you're ready for me. Oh, to well, share well that. yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, I mean, what you're describing is, uh, you know, it, it explains a lot if what you're uh, describing is true. So, somehow they're disturbing the force between the camera aperture and the subject there. Uh, whether or right. not it's our intention and how we're taking a photograph and what our intention is of doing with it, I'm not quite sure. You're not quite sure. But um, unless you are sure, what are you sure of something now having to do with why photographs are blurry, why there's such things a blob squatch? What's your theory? Okay, this is just my theory. This isn't my opinion, which means nothing, by the way. This is what I've learned and what my theory is. I believe they know that we could see them on camera. Like I have the ring doorbell, which is like a security system. It is, um, the ring is, let me explain it to people. It's, It's a security camera. And when something comes on your property, you can make it to like 30, 40, 50 feet. So if something comes like 45 feet near your home, it'll detect it and it'll start recording. So what happened was as it gets closer, it knows it's being detected by like the ring doorbell. So I could see things on the ring doorbell that I can't see with my naked eye. So this is an example of what happened. I had friends over and I was looking at the ring on my cell phone and I see this cloud start to appear on the ground. And I'm like, this is kind of weird, Ryan. I'm like, why is there a cloud on my cell phone, but you can't see it with your naked eye? I don't understand this. Well, my boyfriend and Alex, they were on the ground, like looking around the woods in my backyard. And then I said, why is it that we could see the cloud on the ring, but we can't see it with our naked eye. What What's happening right now? And then he's like, maybe like a cloud is on the ground. I'm like, no, clouds aren't usually on the ground. It's not, it wasn't foggy that day. So what happened was I started thinking, oh my gosh, like we could see what's happening with the camera that we can't see with our naked eye. And what happened was this cloud got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and it, it was a portal. <laughs> and what happened was I saw my boyfriend and Alex go up to, I have a shed that's about 30 feet from my house. And what happened was all these creatures started like touching my, my boyfriend and Alex. And when I saw that on the ring, looking at my cell phone, you can't see anything with your naked eye. I screamed at them, run, run in the house now, run, run because I could see these creatures touching my boyfriend and Alex. And I'm trying to save them, like saying, run back in the house, run back in the house. 
So they did. They listened to me. They ran back in the house and they said, what's going on? And I'm like, I could see things happening on the camera, on the ring, when we can't see what's happening in our own naked eye, like right. we're inside of a portal. So what I don't know why I did this, but I felt like I was superwoman. So I said, I'm going to go down there because they know me. This is an example of what happened. I was sitting on my back balcony and I can hear them coming. One's on my left, one's in the front of me and one's on the right. And I was sitting on, on my, my balcony and I said, you know what? I'm not afraid of what you look like. I've seen you guys before. It doesn't scare me. Why don't you just walk up and just show yourself? I'm not going to freak out. And I'm thinking nothing's going to happen, right? Like nothing's going to happen. It did. <laughs> One walked up and walked up to the shed and just stared at me. And what I did is I said, I'm going to take a couple pictures. So I took a couple pictures on my cell phone and ran in the house. And I could not believe what just happened. I was like in shock. I was white. I was pale. I have never asked them, just walk up and show yourself. I'm not afraid. And it did. And I have pictures of it. And it's just like, it was so surreal at that moment. Almost like they know that when they know that you know about them, mm -hmm. they aren't afraid of themselves to you as much as if you've never seen them before. Now, now, Sarah, prior to 2017, though, you didn't have them coming in on your property, did you? 2017? Uh, no, no, no. We, we moved to a different house in the isolated area. So I okay. lived in a different house, like with like the city. And then I moved to this house that I hate, that I've seen horrible things there. And uh, I, I believe there's a portal there that is right behind my house. Um, and it's okay, but this is a, this is all new to you, though. Prior to this, you had you had no clue that there were even portals. I mean, no, you, you were solidly no, in the flesh and blood camp until 2014. Absolutely. And I'm going to be honest, like, I'm not afraid of my experiences. I don't care what people think. If they think I'm crazy, I don't care. I want to learn about these creatures. I want I know they have abilities that. We can't even begin to comprehend. You want me to just like give you an example on Thanksgiving? We had a huge snow. It was a big snowstorm. My daughters went with their dad for Thanksgiving. I was by myself at home and I started, I knew something was wrong because the, the morning of Thanksgiving, I opened up my, my windows, my, my many blinds, and I see them like hiding around my house. Like we have two houses next to us. One is abandoned and all the furniture is left behind. Like those people got up and left and never came back. The people that live on my left-hand side are, they're elderly. They're only there two days a week and they go to their children's house to babysit their grandbaby and they're gone five days a week. So I'm alone. There's no other neighbors. Well, wait, hold and on, Sarah. Happened? Now, wait, hold on. What about these neighbors? Do we know anything did you ever meet we, these neighbors that I got got up and left? Did they ever say why they left in a hurry? They never said. We never found out. I know one died there, and I don't know how he died. I don't know. But their furniture is still there. I okay. look through the window. All it's, okay. it's, and then there's like a black feathers like wedged inside their door. There's a what? Weird, like a black feather that's like stuffed in like their door jam. 
I don't know what that means. Because oh. I found a black feather in my basement with rocks and sticks. They were able to get into my basement because we have a padlock, but I don't have a key okay. to the padlock. So when so I opened up to like put... Go ahead. Sorry. No, you, you have objects appearing inside your house. Yeah. And this is, this is the most scariest part. There's 12 structures behind my home, huge structures, mm-hmm. like burnt trees that have been dragged. Like, and I found my stuff in their structures that, see, we put our trash in the basement because the bears, they went through my trash, but they didn't like tear open up like the, the trash bag. They very carefully took stuff out of the bag and I found my stuff in their structures that belonged in my home, if that makes sense. No, it, 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 it will. It'll make sense to a certain amount of the audience here. But in your opinion, is there any way that they got into your basement physically, unlocked it? Yes. And then, okay, so explain. And explain. they use intelligence. Okay, go ahead. Like our latch, is not, the latch isn't easy. It's not just like a little, it, it takes intelligence to like take take the lock out. And then it's, it's one of those, uh, those doors where like you have to kind of, it's like a, it's like a hinge where you have to move it left to right. It's not like a, you know what I mean? It, it takes intelligence to open. Mm-hmm. Right. They went to my basement, grabbed trash and brought it to their like structures. And the reason why I know that it's mine, because let's say if it was a red cup, right? A lot of people can buy red cups, but I had a Halloween cup that I cut in half because I have a pet rat. So what I did is I cut the, the the cup that was a Halloween cup with ghosts and like candy corn on the cup. And I used it as a little food, like a little food dish for my rat. So when I cleaned the cage, I found that little cup that I cut inside of their structures. So I find stuff that belongs in my house in their structures. And, and they're possible. Right, right. From your house to like their... They, they like Okay, let's, uh, there's a lot to go through here. And I want to make sure that we um, take the time to get through the second half of this here, because that's where we are today. You're, you're no longer at home. And there's a reason for that. So don't answer this question here. But think about this. Um, We're going to go to break. But uh, here's the question for you is, it sounds as though you're a little bit torn. If you had it to do all over again, knowing where you're held up today because of the questions that you've had and how how deep you've gone down the rabbit hole, um, I, I'd love to ask you whether or not you would do some of this all over again. So uh, let's let's go I to break. Oh. <laughs> okay, hold hold that thought. What we're coming right back, sorry, sorry. and um, we'll uh, we'll pick up where okay. we left off here. So uh, again, we're here with um, anonymous witness Sarah. Things have changed drastically in her world, and we're going to get into some of that here in a moment. And um, we'll be right back, folks. This year, make it a feral by Aaron Christmas or Yule. Imagine above the hearth an empty sock. Stick a feral by Aaron rattle inside that baby. Underneath the tree, what do I do? I don't know. He or she loves interesting alchemy sound tools. Oh my gosh. Get an elk hide drum or a bear skin drum or deer skin drum. 
Or if you have a Christmas spirit that lingers and it's this time to shuffle off to Buffalo, you may want to look at smudge fans. Feral by Aaron has beautiful, crafted, museum quality, and I mean that, alchemy sound tools. That's at feralbyaaron at etsy.com. So hang up a piece of mistletoe, get online, and make Feral by Aaron your one-stop shop. Strange Brow Radio wishes you and all your family a happy holiday, beautiful Yule, and a Merry Christmas. Okay, we are back with our anonymous witness, Sarah, here. And folks, you'll have to excuse any kind of phone interruption here or static. This was a meeting on the fly. It had to be done that way here. So I hope you can excuse any static that may come in through uh, the phone line here. It's a, it's a setup that is a little bit raw in the making, but uh, I think we've, we've got it so far. So, um, okay, well, you already answered part of the question here, whether or not you would do this all over again to get to some of the answers that you've gotten to, and you've got some pretty good answers so far. You've, you've verified that Sasquatch can cloak. You've verified that these other activities happen alongside them, uh, including... I think you mentioned mind speak and things of that nature. Now you know that they can learn ways to get inside your house and access things that belong to you for their own purposes here. Um, you're living as an extended experiencer, and that's something that uh, is kind of my bread and butter. That's that's what we try to deal with on the show here. So let's let's start from there and talk about what it is that... Uh, you have had happen to you that has put you in a hotel room in a state of kind of, I mean, you're frantic right now. I don't mean that as a put down, but you're very, I mean, this is an emergency podcast for you. You want to get a message out and you feel as though people are in danger. So what, what the heck has changed? Okay. So, um, basically it's all weird how it happened. I don't feel like this was a coincidence. I was paying my rent. I rented a house and the people that owned the house foreclosed, but they were continually taking my rent. So I got served to go to court and basically the, the judge didn't want to look at my paperwork, like my, my bills. And he said, you have a day to move out of the house. I'm like, how is that possible? Well, the bank owns the house now because the people that own the house um, filed for foreclosure and they've been taking your money. I'm sorry, ma'am. My heart goes out to you, but you have to move tomorrow. So I had one day to look for a house. I have a friend who's a real estate agent who owns many properties. And I called him and I, I was crying. I was saying, I got kids. I got to find a place to live. And one day I'm packing as I'm crying, making phone calls. He said, I have a place for you. So he gave me the address. He said, I want you to go look at it and see if you like it. I said, okay. Well, long and behold, he gives me the address where I saw the creature on March 27th, right across the street from where I had the encounter with the people I was with. So I'm like, this is really weird because it's, it's so close to where I had the encounter. I love the house. The house is cute. It was built in 1935, um, very isolated, not a lot of... Uh, people that live on that very um, woodsy 
And um, what happened was the first thing that happened that was bad was I noticed a tree twist because once I moved in, I kind of started to explore it, the woods and I, I was by myself and my boyfriend was like visiting me. And what happened was he heard me scream because I videotaped a tree twist, which means those people who don't know what a tree twist is, is when somebody grabs a tree and then they twist it with hands. You need hands to twist something. And there was all these woods that were stacked on top of the tree twist, but there was one stick that was sticking up. So I videotaped it and then I lifted up the stick to, to see if it was planted or put there. As soon as I lifted up the stick, hundreds of yellow jackets started to come out of the hole that I just lifted the stick up and I got stung like 37 times, 27 times. So I started to scream because it was so painful. My boyfriend heard me scream, ran out of the house. I couldn't even, I couldn't even walk because I was just being stung over and over and over again. I'm allergic to bees for one. He picked me up, he threw me in the shower, took off my clothes. He's being stung, trying to get these bees off of me. And that was the first bad sign of this is not a good place to be. That was like my first warning, like this is not good at all. I was very sick for like two days. And then things started happening when at night, it looked like a dog man, huge with horns. And he would, you know, like the same symbol where like you hold your, your pinky and your, and it's like the, the finger next to the, the index finger, I guess. Oh, like you the mean, symbol. you mean like the, you know what uh, like the throwing up horns, like at a metal concert. Yeah. Like, you know, how like the satanic mm-hmm. people, they hold like their two fingers up. Mm-hmm. Like that means it, it means Satan symbol or whatever. He would stand every night by the shed and I could see him holding up like the, the hands. And I'm looking at it at the camera going, is this a shadow? Is this like the trees? Is this real? But then what I started to notice was he would take things out of my house and, and he would flaunt it in front of the camera. Like he would, he would get like a dead animal and he would show it in front of the camera. And I'm like, and I would rewind the camera because I have security cameras. I'm like, am I, am I seeing this right? I would show my boyfriend, is this, are you seeing what I'm seeing? He said, yes, I'm seeing it. So things just got progressively worse and worse. And when, when it started to get really bad is when they knew that there's a portal right behind my house. I started to explore behind my house down 12 structures. I mean, big structures. I found mold flies. Mold flies are the kind of flies that when people or animals are dead, the flies will come. They're called mold flies. And what happened was I went with a friend of mine. I found drug paraphernalia in a bag. I found a silver bullet like that military uses. And I found like his cup and a hat. So we we collected it and we took it to the police department. And we said, we found this. And immediately the police saw the bullet, like a missile. It was like six inches long. He goes, where did you find that? And I go, we found it in the woods behind my house. He said, usually it's it's uh, not silver, it's gold. And that we thought that was all weird. I don't know what kind of drug he's going to leave their drugs behind. You know, does that make sense? 
like a drug person isn't going to leave a bag full of drugs. Well, yeah, let's go over the inventory. You found drug paraphernalia of what kind? Needles, syringes, spoons, things like that? Wax, like all, like it was like a bag. And the weird thing was it was tied. I don't know if people know this, but the Sasquatch have a certain way of tying knots. Like as an example, I had a rope that was hanging um, by my house and like somebody put like a, like a, like a tire, like if a kid was playing, you know, like a swing. Sure. And they removed the, the rope and they tied it weird. Not like we tie knots. It was a weird type of knot, which I thought was really strange. So what happened was when my friends came over, because what happened was in my daughter's room, I noticed that something from the inside made a... Because see, what I did is I put... My daughter and I came home one day and we were playing. I put my handprint and it was kind of a cold day. And, and then she put her handprint like on the glass window. Well, then like the next day, there was a big handprint on the glass window. And I'm like, that's weird. Like, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. It's a big hand. That's my daughter's hand. That's my hand. Whose hand is that? Like, you know what I mean? It was just those. Well, was it, was it on the outside of the window? It was on the inside of the window and that's what terrified me. And that's when I freaked out because I don't know if people know this, but the Sasquatch creatures, in my opinion, only they're very oily. They have a lot of oil in their hands Mm. and feet. So I have tile on the bottom of like my first floor and I found oil, like footprints, five toes, heels, and Mm. torso break inside of my house. And what I did is I wrote a happy, a happy face with a smile and some hair. Well, when I was in my daughter's room, I have a routine. I make her bed. I open up like the curtains and I looked and there was a smiley face from the inside of her room. And that is just when I freaked out because they also use claw marks. My daughter has a smart TV in her room and there's four claw marks that they scratched my TV that I have pictures of. To show okay. You. Okay. Now, let's hit the brakes here for a second because we've gone through a lot in the last five minutes. We, we started with a horned uh, creature of some kind throwing up horns and flaunting kills in front of right. your camera here. We've gone to drug paraphernalia and silver bullets in the woods. And what else was with it? Uh, it was like a glass cup, like a coffee cup. Okay, so so these were like collected items that were all in a group in the forest behind your house. Yeah, but they were like like five feet apart. Okay. And then the, the worst part was I saw drag marks going somewhere with bare footprints. I don't mean bare like B-E-A-R, like right. B-A-R-E. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh my God, did somebody die here? Like, did somebody get dragged here? Now, is so this... Ho- Okay, so let's go back to this horned creature because that's concerning. Um, is this yeah. thing, is this creature still around and have you researched at all what you're seeing? Well, I'm... Um, I mean, are you familiar with the term Baphomet? Do you feel like this is... I mean, Baphomet, of course, I, is known for being worshipped as a satanic or a god of kind of yes. goat, a goat, half goat. I, I, uh, walk, I, walk, no. I walked up to I walked up to him. Well, wait, wait. Massive. You walked up. How close did you get to this? 
Well, that's when I was in the portal, not even knowing I was in the portal and he was standing right there. I have pictures of it. I have pictures of Alex and my boyfriend and mm-hmm. me. That's when I start to float inside the portal. Okay. And it so was taking me to it. Let's explain what's going on here because part of when you and I got to know one another on the line less than three hours ago from the moment we're talking right now, you sent some photographs online, which really caught my eye. And one of the photographs here, and we'll talk about what we're going to do with these photographs after on online here, um, was from your ring doorbell system, which I believe must yeah. have an, an, an IR lens because this looks like a night shot. And it shows yeah. what appears to be your legs floating floating. and you're yeah i mean you're i see the bottoms of your feet within the photograph here and they're both pointing towards the camera and you're moving it looks like away from the camera into something yeah it's taking me to that satanic whatever it is with the satan symbols but there's also a creature that's biting my my shoulder what happened was i was in a coma because this is, I mean, I know I'm kind of all over the place. I'm, I'm trying my best because it's so hard to talk about. I, I'm really suffering. Sorry. No, no, no. And I don't want you to feel bad for going all over the place here, no, no, but I feel like it's, uh, no, no, you're fine. I just want to make sure that you know that you have an advocate here, first and foremost, that the people in the Thank audience you. that listen to this show, uh, they know my personal story here and they know how weird everything got with me and uh, the other people that we've spoken to on the show in the last nine to 10 months have had similar circumstances, but yours is very drastic. I mean, uh, you have been baptized in fire with a lot of supernatural paranormal stuff and we haven't even got halfway through the story yet here. So somehow through this, this, yeah, the synchronistic moment here, this, You've gone. You've given yourself 24 hours to find a new home, and you've gone straight into like you know the target zone of one of these what I would call skin twins, which is a coin term for a, a place like Skinwalker Ranch, a, a skin twin, a twin to Skinwalker. I've been to Skinwalker Ranch, and I made a huge mistake. Please listen to me. What I have to say, audience. I was dumb enough to pick up a rock from Skinwalker Ranch, Area 51. I've been to all the uh, land between the lakes. I picked up a rock and brought it home with me. The day that they, I was attacked Thanksgiving, I grabbed all the rocks that I, I collected and I threw them out of my house because I don't know if that's what caused all of this. Mm-hmm. I also did something very stupid and excuse my language, I started playing Ron Moorhead, the earth sounds, trying to attract them because I could hear wood knocks when I first moved into that house. And I'm like, they're here. I'm going to do Ron Moorhead. I love Ron to death. He knows it. Carrie knows it. But Ron said to me, Claudia, honey, we don't know what they're saying. Like, you can't, don't ever play that because we don't know what they're saying. And that's when everything started happening. Bad, bad, bad. So okay, I'm well, going to just say one thing. Go ahead. I'm not afraid of dying for my cause. Like I have been very ill ever since. This is one thing that I've, I'm talking to a lot of researchers. A lot of us who research deeply in this 
I've gotten very sick. I've had two strokes. I've had bilateral pneumonia with collapsed lungs. I just, I, I was so, I was zapped. I lost two units of blood, had to have a blood transfusion. All these medical things have happened to me. And I believe that they are the cause of it, in my opinion. Now, when you just, say they, who's they? I'm 45 years old or whatever, how old I am. I'm Sarah, too young to have two strokes. Sarah, yeah. Sarah, who is they? What do you, uh, the creatures. Okay, which, which creatures? Like uh, dogman, I mean, I love the Sasquatch species, and and in my heart, I believe that there was. See, like I was laying on the couch in my living room, and it's all glass. They could have easily broken through the glass, picked me up, and taken me, and nobody would have ever known. These three like Sasquatches stood next to, like, on the other side of the wall, and it's all glass. I'm laying on the couch vomiting. And they watched me the entire night. I feel like they were protecting me for some reason. Because there was another clan of Sasquatch that looked evil, had an evil presence. Like there was like a war between two, the good Sasquatch and the bad ones. And what happened was on Thanksgiving, I was surrounded by the bad ones at the beginning. And for some reason, these big ones came and they protected me. I don't I. They could have taken me. They're very curious of me. They stood right next to the other side of the wall as I'm vomiting on the couch. I was so sick. I didn't even care at that point because I thought I was going to die anyway. I was just like, please make it a quick death. Please, please, please. And they were good to me. They just watched me the entire night. One thing I remember in and out of consciousness was there was a dog man that was inside my home. And he was just looking at me. And he was looking towards the kitchen, but then I was out of consciousness again because I was losing so much blood. But then I look to my left and I see the good Sasquatch, I'm going to call them the good ones, watching me. You know what I mean? Does that make sense to anybody? I, sure. I know it sounds so far, but I feel like there was a good one, Guardians. I have a picture of me in my house of a Sasquatch right behind me, and it's clear as day. And I'll, I'll send it to you. And there's just so many things that happen that if I tell anybody this, like, they're going to say she's crazy. Like, is she delusional? Like, is she unstable? Is she the, you know, people judge. One thing that I learned is, you know, that story where that woman sued McDonald's because she got burnt with having hot coffee. Well, what they don't know about this woman is, the McDonald's coffee machine was broken and it overheated five, say, let's say 500 times. So it heated 500 times than it should have been. What happened was they served her her coffee. She was an older lady. She put her coffee between her legs because she drove a stick shift. And what happened was the machine was broken and it melted through the cup and she got third degree burn and she sued McDonald's for it. That's my story. It's like, Listen to my story, and then you'll understand before you judge me. Does that make sense of what I'm trying to say? Of course. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, no, it does, Sarah. So, and that, just to reiterate, the portal, um, the Baphomet-type creature, the drug paraphernalia, the silver bullets, the dogman stuff, all of this stuff is happening in this 1935 rental that you found within 24 hours. Is that correct? 
Okay. And you're no longer there. No, I mean, I've been there for three months. This all happened in three months. Okay. But you're, t- today you're calling me from a hotel room. Yes. I, I got out. I had, I had to. Okay. Because so, I was so sick. I had to be close to a hospital. Okay. So do you, did you move out because of safety reasons or because of convenience to a hospital? Both. Okay. I'm too scared to go home. And that's the thing. It's like a hundred dollars a day at a hotel. But right now I need my sanity to be strong and I need to go back to deal mm-hmm. with them because I will not let fear stop me. They're not going to run me from my house okay. and they feed on fear. And I'm, they're surprised that I'm not scared. They're like, why is she not scared of us? Like they don't, they're not understanding me. <laughs> Most people would run and get out and like, you know, I'm like, I'm not going to let you No, no. Mm-hmm. And I think that they're very interested of the fact that I'm not afraid of what I'm seeing. I, I'm not, I don't have a healthy fear, I guess. If you, if, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned that you Which took, you, you took, I, you took items from Skinwalker Ranch in particular, I Area did. 51, the and land between the lakes, but you have connections to Skinwalker Ranch be, beyond just taking also, a rock. And I met the people that live at Skinwalker Ranch. They're very nice. So I met did, you, did you met, meet the original homeowners that, known as the Gormans in the book? I, I They introduced themselves as Candace and Bob. I don't know okay. if that's their real name. Okay. But the funny thing is that I posted on Facebook. I have a lot of followers on Facebook. I put, I'm on my way to Skinwalker Ranch. As we were pulling into the long driveway, they were coming out. And they were like, oh, hi, it's nice to meet you. I'm Candace. I'm Bob. And then I told them my story. And they were like, this is so fascinating. They were so nice. Young couple. And I said to them, please do not be alone. To get Always stay together. Mm-hmm. Never, ever go venturing by yourself. Because these things are not to be messed with. And the weird thing is, is that these birth sounds, after we were leaving the Skinwalker Ranch, there were these birth sounds that were playing on our radio. And our radio was turned off. It was so weird. Did you we mean? Like, did you say is- burst like a, a burst of energy? No, like birds, like a bird oh. chirping. Oh, a chirping bird, bird sound that would turn your radio chirping off. Bird sound with the radio off, and there's Ed was my witness, and we, it- we even called his brother, and we're like, "Do you hear that? Mm-hmm. The radio is off. Like, what is singing? Like, what bird is here?" You know what I mean? It was just awkward. Now, Sarah, were you invited out to Skinwalker Ranch? No, I just went to go visit myself and the people came out as soon as I, I was, I said, I, I put on Facebook, I'm mm-hmm. on my way to Skinwalker Ranch. They saw, I guess, the car coming. They came out mm-hmm. and they were very nice. Candace and Bob is what they introduced. Okay. Now, when, when, when did this happen? Um, Maybe six months ago. Okay. Maybe. So, um. And what was it like when you drove up to Skinwalker Ranch as far as getting close to the house? Did you encounter any kind of security system or what was that part like? The only, I mean, it was like, it wasn't what I really expected. But one thing I did notice that bothered me was there was a lot of bones in a certain area and like, like cow bones. Like I found like seven skulls, eight skulls, bones everywhere in a certain part. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering, are they feeding them so they don't need people or mm-hmm. like where are these 
skulls and bones coming from? They're all in one place. Are they dumping like dead cows so they can eat? So Mm -hmm. they don't eat other people. I don't, I don't know. These are just theories. So you You get up, you get up to the, the, the entryway or the gate or what did you drive up to? And, and what, who, how did this part happen where you get up close to this, to where you think a skinwalker ranch and a husband and wife oh, come walking down the driveway or what happened there? Well, we went to that. There's like a little restaurant called like the little aliens or whatever. And I made friends with a waitress because <laughs> I like to make friends, you know, and I, I start talking to people and I'm like, how do I get there? She's like, Oh honey, just take this road and make a left. And it's right there. You'll see it. And so, so she gave me directions on how to get to the Skinwalker Ranch Road. So I did, she said, but she said one thing to me, do not take anything from there, not even a rock. Did I listen to her? Mm-hmm. No, because I'm stubborn and I took a rock and shame on me. Because I, I, okay. I feel like I get what I deserve because I didn't listen. Now, what state, you know what, I mean? what state is this in that you're at at this point? What state you, are you in? Utah. Okay. Utah. And, and so in you, in Utah, they have a restaurant called the little alien, just like in area 51. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. All right. Wait, so, state, hold on. Is it? Uh, no, wait, hold on. I'm trying to think if it was area 51 or. Well, I, if, I don't remember if it was area 51 or if it was. There is a restaurant in one of those places. I don't remember. Right. But when you went to Utah, when you went to Utah and you went to Skinwalker Ranch, you drive up to a driveway of what you think is Skinwalker Ranch and coming up the road were two people uh, that were willing to meet you, Candace and Bob. Yes. They they have a lot of security cameras Uh and, um, they kind of shortened the, the, the runway to get up there. Uh-huh. Like they have those you know, freeway, like cement things. So they have cameras and it says like, stop beyond this point. Right. Like you do not come as we stop there because mm-hmm. we obey. We saw like another car coming out of the ranch Okay. and they met us. And then they said, Oh, like, hi, it's so nice to meet you. I'm like, hi, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm so-and-so and, um, this is what happened to me. And they were like fascinated with my story. And then they said, you know, George, have you been on like coast to coast with George Norrie? I go, I love him. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I would love to meet him. That, that, that would be like a dream come true. And they smiled like, like they knew him. You know what I mean? Right. So when I said, um, I also would love to meet Mr. Bigelow, like, cause I, I would love to share a lot of information that I know that some people don't know. I, I feel like, I've been taken and I've been given information, if that makes sense. I, oh. I mean, it's embarrassing for me to say that. But. Now, well, I just want to close this chapter here with Candace and Bob, because I've. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting that, that they came and approached you, you know, the, the way that they did, because typically we hear that this place is so off limits that it's changed ownership, uh, you know, at least two or three times since the early 90s or uh, middle 90s. And now it's uh, in between a government contract and, you know, uh, Harry Reid's involved with getting money transferred in and out of Skinwalker Ranch and there's documentaries being made. So you ran into these two farm. How were they dressed and 
did they say that they were the owners of the ranch? Because, I mean, this is kind of groundbreaking news to get a name attached uh, to, to owners of the ranch. They, they said, I asked them, I said, like, are you the owners now? And they said, no, we are actually just eyes for the ranch. Okay. That's how they explained. I said, okay, so your eyes, they wouldn't give me their last name, but they asked me for my name. So I gave it to them. And I said, okay. look, this is like, the video that we took during our encounter mm-hmm. and I said please be very careful because we don't know what we're dealing with you know what I mean mm-hmm. so and, and they were they were so nice young beautiful couple looked in love looked like they were mm-hmm. joined at the hip they took care of each other I had a good sense I, I have a good intuition of people like mm-hmm. when I see someone that isn't very nice like I sense it like they were very, very good people. And, and were you, very how long did you get to visit with Candace and Bob? Probably an hour, half an hour. An hour. Oh, so quite a bit. I mean, we were in the car. We, we weren't like invited inside or anything. Right, like that. right, right, we right. Were like outside. Yeah. Now, at and this they point, said, whatever you do, don't, don't go like past this because there are armed guards. There mm-hmm. are stuff underneath the ground where they could sense you walking please like make sure you obey like the rules. I'm like, of course we're not like, you know, <laughs> I've never been to jail and everyone's gotten a ticket. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> right. I have a lot of respect. Of course it's their home, you know? So. Okay. And at, th- at this point, when did you remove something from Skinwalker Ranch? Was it before you met them or after? After they left, which I was kind of against it, but, like dummy go my boy my boyfriend loves like to collect things and I go and get the biggest rock I could find lift and I, I take it which was wrong because I broke the rule <laughs> and I should pay the price for it so. okay and what kind of yeah. things have happened uh did you attribute taking something from Skinwalker Ranch is bad what 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 did you notice first um Probably the stroke. Okay. I was airlifted to the hospital. I was almost dead. They gave me a blood thinner. Um, it's called TPA. And I was stroking out. I was airlifted to the hospital because I live in the mountains. And the doctor said, you're a single mom. You're mm-hmm. paralyzed on your half of your left side. We could save you, but then you can also die. One out of five people that once we administer this drug to you, you can bleed out completely and die immediately. Or you can give this drug and all the effects of being paralyzed on one side will come back and you'll be okay. Like, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to take a chance and do it. Just get it done. Because I'm not going to be a single mom, like half paralyzed. My daughters deserve better. You know what I mean? I did it for my daughters and I pray to God. I, I called them. I said, I love you. People I love, I love you. And that's what happened. And I got better and better and better. I was in the ICU for mm-hmm. about five days. This is something very interesting that I'm going to share with you. My mom was of course there and she took a picture of me laying flat. You have to lay flat when you're on this drug in the ICU. When she came in, I don't know why, but she took a picture of me like in the ICU. Well, I left the house because I was once again attacked on Thanksgiving and 
my mom, I, I've been waiting for a settlement. I was in a car accident and my mom, and they're taking forever to give me the money so I can move. And my mom sent a picture and she said, Claudia, send this to your attorneys. Tell them you need the money soon because like you need medical insurance. You need to have a house. And the picture she sent me was like a stream of light, which I'm going to send you. It's like a beam of light. And I'm like dead in the picture. And there's creatures around my bed. And I'll send it to you so you can see it. It's, 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 and this happened like two weeks ago that she sent me the picture. And I have the original picture with no beam mm-hmm. of light and no creatures around the picture. Like, where did this come from? Like, I, I don't. What what kind I of creatures like are we talking about? Um, I'll I'll send it to you. It's like, it's like one like it looks like a skull with a girl with blonde long hair. Um, I'm dirty. Like I like, like this is like this is what scares me. After I was taken to the hospital, I took a shower obviously, and a, a lot of dirt came off of my hair and stuff. And I'm like, was I outside in dirt? I, I don't understand. It was the, the bathtub was black of like dirt in my hair. Like, was I out there rolling around in dirt during? I was very confused. They confuse you when they zap you. You don't know, like, as an example, I stood up and the room started spinning. I took two steps and fell flat on my face. I wasn't able to walk. I had to crawl. And the worst part of it was I was so dehydrated, losing so much blood that I was asking my dog, can you please get me some water? Please help me get some water. I need water because I was so dehydrated. I was so sick. It, it, it had so much happened. It, it was terrifying. And it now was, are it's you, like a living you're, Are living you still night. you're still in and out of the hospital because you, you're in a hotel room well, to be in no, proximity? They wouldn't release me because I wasn't able to care for myself because I couldn't walk and stuff. So they were going to put me in a convalescent home. And my boyfriend was flying. He, he was in Ohio for Thanksgiving. He was flying back home to take care of me. But when my best friend heard they're going to put her in a convalescent home until someone can take care of her, she came and signed the release and she mm-hmm. took care of me while my boyfriend came take care of me and now I'm walking I'm eating mm-hmm. I lost about 25 pounds I got two units of blood um right and yeah I mean and looking at I mean I looked a little bit on your profile here uh, to see what you did for a living I mean you had a, a really good paying job you're working full-time uh I mean you I'm trying to yeah. paint a, a portrait here of someone who was you know kind of the poster child of of success I, I work with cancer patients. I work uh-huh. with um, hospice patients. I'm a pharmacy technician. I mean, I worked in a hospital for 17 years. My life and my mission in my life is to help others. Mm-hmm. And that's my mission in life that God has given me that honor. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's just who I am. I, I love helping people. And I don't oh. think about myself. I think of others. I don't do favors for people. Mm-hmm. And then expect something back. I do mm-hmm. things to help people live a better life. I don't expect anything from anybody at all. I'm, I'm nauseous. 
Now, Sarah, Sarah, you mentioned, okay, you mentioned God, though. I want to come to this statement here. Now, how has that informed you on what you're dealing with here? Has it informed you as far as any kind of speculation on what these entities are? Has it affected your faith, your worldview? What what has happened to you religious-wise? It's made my faith. You know what? This is actually a blessing of what happened because there was a lot of times that I've been through so many trials. I was married 20 years to a fireman. Um, I was very loyal. I never cheated. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm not saying I'm like God. I'm not. But I like I cleaned the house. I took care of the girls. Um, I was married to a fireman. I stopped my career to put him through like his fire career. And I got basically robbed $100,000 when we sold our home when I had a file for divorce. He cheated on me many times. And my my faith in God started to dwindle. Once I moved into this house, I know for a fact there's a God because I've seen the devil. So I know there's a God. And I know that I've had guardians protect me when all this was happening. Does that make sense? Well, sure. Now, let me ask you about these guardians. Are you saying that you saw physical manifestations of angels or lights, or what did you see? I mean, well, for one, like, orbs are all over my house all the time. I have pictures I'll show you of orbs everywhere, and they even go through the window, like, it goes in the house, (laughs) like the orbs. I have pictures of it from the ring doorbell, but as far as my faith, I, I believe that he said, I'm going to put you through a lot, but thank you for not losing your, like my faith. So thank you for not losing faith in me. Like I've put you through so much and your faith is so strong. And that's what makes it. I'm blessed that I went through all this. Like you said to me earlier, would you go through it again? Absolutely. I would. Knowing what I know now. Absolutely. There are times where my daughter would come home. And I would be at the foot of her bed watching like the cameras all night long to make sure that they weren't going to break in the house to hurt my daughter. And she doesn't even know that I'm in her room at the foot of her bed at all. You know, does that make sense? And then I have to get up and like, I have to crawl out of her room (laughs) and in the morning, like stand up and go, good morning. It's time to get up to school. You know, let mommy help you. You know what I mean? Like she had no clue that I was like, in her room at the foot of her bed, protecting her, watching um, the camera. I also did this every single night. I did the rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ through the ring has a speaker so you could talk and they can listen. And I would do the rebuke in the name of Jesus Christ, but they didn't go away. Like it didn't scare them at all. Like, I'm like, what's going on here? I thought they would leave when you say rebuke but they didn't. So do you, have a, do you have any guesses or why that would be? I don't know why I, I, I asked myself that. Mm-hmm. I think, I think a lot of them did leave, but not a lot of them stayed. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They stayed. I don't know why, but there's so much more that's happened that it's, I'm just giving you like a little, little pieces of the things that have happened. Right. You and you I mean, mentioned I, that you've been taken. You've, you've been taken. I can, I can actually like let you be 
part of like my security. So you can look at my security device and you can, you can, you can log on whenever you want and you can see what's going on at night. You can see them walking like in my backyard, the lights go on and off. The police were there. They were called like four times because they were trying to break into the house mm -hmm. and like the police were in the kitchen and like the lights started flickering only in the kitchen. Then they go in the living room. The lights would flicker only in the living room. Like electricity wise, they, they're able to, I don't know if it's ghost stuff or I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Well, it, sure, it, it doesn't, the sure as hell doesn't sound like just ghost stuff. I mean, you, you have. Well, this reptilians, I've seen, you know, what's scary is I started looking through the ring device and see when, when there's like a break in, you can alert your neighbors saying, I just got broken into, um, and it's this address half a mile from you. And, um, I want you guys to be warned basically. So what happened was this lady said something like, is this a bear? Cause it's like winter. What is this creature? And I look at it, I enlarge the picture and it's a reptilian. We are reptilians. They're ugly. They're green. They have three, three toes and they're, they're bad, like bad. bad. And I, I never even knew about reptilians until like recently. And they're like light green color. They look like stinks. It's weird. So there's dogmen, reptilians, and there's also Sasquatch. Okay, sir, let's property. let's let's dig in here a little bit. Um, <laughs> your your family lineage, going back to your mother's side in particular, has your mother been visited at all? Yes. Okay, and her she mother. She's like your grandmother. Is your My grand grandmother passed away? I do. You, are you aware if your grandmother? Had any stories similar to what you're talking about? I know that um, my grandmother was a product of rape and that supposedly she was cursed like any females in the bloodline would be cursed to have bad marriage is what I was told. Wait, now why would she be cursed and who would curse your grandmother? Well, she was a she was a product of rape, and whoever I don't know who did it or who did the curse or whatever, but I was told that she was the product of rape, and that if there was a curse on that, your family line, there was a curse on my family line. Okay, but uh, is this more of a figurative curse, or do you think that someone there actually was a curse placed on the family line by an individual? I think there was a curse. That was put on by a family individual. Uh, okay. And do we know? Um, this is if, a weird thing is like, she was adopted and she married her stepbrother, which is so dysfunctional. Like, I just don't get it. It's a stepbrother, but still weird. This is still your grandmother so we're talking about. Yeah, my grandmother. And where is your grandmother I mean, from? I mean, was she, an, like, was your grandmother an immigrant to the U.S.? She was Spanish. Okay. She was from Spain. Okay. And did you know her well? No. No. She died when I was like six years old. Okay. And did your mother talk about she your grandmother at all? Yeah. She had like 14 brothers and sisters. And okay. my grandmother just cooked. And like it was one of those poor families in Mexico where they just keep having kids. And then okay. the oldest one takes care of the other one. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? 
it, it was no like mm-hmm. love or there was no right it uh, was it, it, I don't even, it was more work related like we, it was did, a we hard had, okay and what about your um yeah, very poor but your mother, your mother, you you I said thought, that you thought that maybe she had stuff happen to her. What what possibly happened to your mom? Uh, what do you mean, like as far as? Well, was did your mother have any kind of um, uh, experiences similar to yours? No, like she's very religious, mm-hmm. very stubborn. Um, very narrow-minded like I said mom why don't you see my mom started saying Claudia I think you're just seeing things and then my daughter looked at her and said I've seen them she's not lying I've seen them and then my mom totally changed her tune and now everything changes of course you know now she believes me because my daughter said something okay and what I mean one day we were like has your daughters all seen something too yeah. Okay. So as many other people. Okay. And just so you know, like all this is on video footage ring. So I, I have a lot of pictures as well. And this is something interesting. The police came and said, he said, I want to see like footage on your ring mm-hmm. because you just show me screenshots. I want to see the entire ring. Like I want to see one walk. Mm-hmm. And so I did, I showed him one. It took like six minutes. And he said, this is so surreal because see you just show me screenshots but when you see the actual footage of them walking across your property right. it's a whole different ball game see and that's when i learned something i'm like okay people need to see the entire footage so they know they, they see what you know right what I, mean? I mean aside makes- aside from the screenshot of you showing you f- what appears to be floating away from your ring camera the still shots do make it tough to figure out what's happened before and after because there's not much in the middle part of the story oh, there. Right. So is there is there any video out there that people can access of what you've described? Yeah, I mean, I mean um, I'll show it to you. And mm-hmm. um, as far as discretion, um, I have to wait until after October and I'll be happy to share everything I have. Everything. Okay. I have I have an iCloud where like I pay monthly mm-hmm. to have everything recorded and stored so I don't right. lose the footage. Okay. And I actually send footage to people that are pretty significant mm-hmm. so it doesn't get lost. You know what I mean? Okay. Sometimes things disappear with the government, blah blah blah. I've called the FBI, I've called uh the, the game warden. Um they came and took pictures and um, there's 27 high footprints on my property, 27 different. Some are six toes, three toes, five toes, like almost inbred. So, uh, has the government gotten caught? the day with me. Sarah, out there. You, yeah, I would love would to, I would, you know, I'd love to, love to put some heads together here on this. Have you been uh, contacted at all by any government agency about this? I mean, have you been met? Well, have you been messed with? Have you, has your phone been tapped? Has your computer been messed with? Yeah. Okay. What's happened there? Um, I've been hacked a lot. Um, I'm almost trying to discredit me. Um, but so what I do is I change my cell phone constantly. 
I don't usually use the Wi-Fi um, at my house. I use data because I don't want them finding my information. Um, I have my car lifted up and checked for tracking devices. I make sure I, I was followed by government agency. I have pictures of its license plate. Um, I was followed twice. And I was thinking I was going to go down the mountain and they could push me off easily, like off the mountain and die. So what I did is I went into the city and then I made a quick circle at the post office and then I followed him. And then I grabbed my cell phone and I start videotaping him. He sees me videotaping him and he speeds off about 80 miles an hour in like a normal town. I'm not going to chase him because I'm not going to kill someone. It's, you know what I mean? It's, and I have that uh, picture of it too. And it was a government license plate. <laughs> what kind of vehicle are have, they? What kind of vehicle are they in? One, they're following one, you. One, are they in a normal vehicle? A white, no, one was like a white pickup truck, mm-hmm. pretty big. The other one, the guy was wearing like it was like a small car. He had a beanie hat on. Mm-hmm. He had like a red and black plaid shirt, and he stopped in front of my house. So as I'm making the left into my driveway, his car got stuck because it was snowing and like the, <laughs> his back tires were spinning out and he <laughs> sees me grab my cell phone, but he gave me the most dirtiest look like saying you need to die. It was that, that, that feeling of like dread, just like mm-hmm. scary. It was scary. And I'm thinking I've been in front of a thousand pound creature. Do you seriously think that you are intimidating me? Like, seriously, like, move out of my way. Do you know what I mean? Right, yeah, right. a little bit cocky, more bold, I guess, is what the word is. Now, do you so. still go home to check in on it? Are your daughters at home? What's going on at the house right now? I don't bring my children there anymore. That's why I'm in the hotel. Unfortunately, tomorrow I have to go back there. And I'm scared to death. But I've been looking at the camera every single day. I got to charge my camera. And, um... You're more than welcome to come and spend time with me if you want mm-hmm. to see it for yourself. Okay. So I, I invite you to come to my home. I'm going to be moving soon in the next couple of months. So I would love for you to come just so you can see it for yourself. Okay. It's and pretty, is, it, is this, this, this is somewhere in Southern California or where is this? Yeah, Southern California. Okay. All I'll right. just say it's near Big Bear, California. Okay. And uh, so you're moving because you have to move. You're not, would you necessarily, you want to move? Yeah. Okay. So you're not attached to the land at all. There's not any kind of weird uh, obsession with trying to understand what's going on. There's, there's, it's weird to say this, but there's like a part of me that I feel like I'm being pulled to go out there. Like I want to go, I don't know what I, I get pulled there and I, and I don't know why, like it's such a horrible place. Why would I want to go back? But I feel like I need to go back. And mm-hmm. this is what bothers me. The last time I brought my daughter, she said, mom, like at five in the morning, she starts to cry. I'm at the foot of her bed. I like crawl out of her room, stand up, walk back in her room, running in there saying, are you okay? What's going on? She said, mom, I wasn't dreaming. They gave me a vision. And I said, who's they? She said, the Sasquatch. She said, they killed because he said, girls, run to the shed. 
and his he was trying to save us they killed him wait now who's said, I, who, who's my boyfriend, my boyfriend okay okay so she had a vision and of him being killed yes and okay. um because because he was protecting us okay from saying girl run to the shed they're in the house and she said mom they're in the house and they are they were i mean we, we find their footprints oily and then there's also this i don't know what it is if it's the rake or if it's a reptilian, but I find this black tar looking thing where they spit and once it dries, it's like fabric. And I find a lot of it in the house. And I don't know what that means. Is that from the rake? Is that from the reptilian? Oh, wow. Okay. I've never even, and I, I even have the specimen. I saved it. I also have their oil. I got a Q-tip and I oiled it like their footprints because mm-hmm. they come in the house. I have a, this is another thing that's, that's scary. We left one whole day to work. When I came back, it was raining. The whole upstairs, like, is carpet. And it was full of footprints everywhere. Muddy footprints. I had to get, like, a shampoo and, like, like clean my carpet. Because they were inside my house. I mean, you're sitting on a mountain of evidence. I mean, you've got, this is all you've done is jur- journal and chronicle hardcore yeah. evidence of the supernatural coming hardcore. in the house. I mean, you're saying some stuff here that I'm not really cluing you in on that is validating your encounters here. You've mentioned several things that I'm familiar with along the way here and things that I'm just now saying, oh, maybe that's what that was. Um, the black Have fat, you seen the black tar? The black tar stuff is something new. Uh, I don't... I, I don't think it will be too long before someone gets a hold of me and says, oh, you don't know about the black tar, but um, no, I've never heard of that. Or a rake being involved here. Describe what a rake is. Yeah, rakes are not nice. They're like bald humans that are, I heard they spit poison at you and that's how they eat their prey. People. Okay. This is what I'm thinking, this is my theory, is when people are missing, which is there's a man missing, right on my property he's on missing 411 he was very intelligent professor or something phd wise and he became missing and what i believe is happening is people are walking into the portals and they don't know they're in the portal just like i didn't know it was the portal but because i had the ring doorbell i knew it was in the portal i believe that when they want to close the portal and leave and you're there, you go with them. That's why dogs, rescue dogs, walk around in circles because they don't they don't know. They don't right. know where the, to go. The, the scent the is, gone, is gone, right? Right. Person is gone. And I, I mean, I've seen such horrible things that I can't even talk about. Like it's so horrible. Like I can't even. It's it's so hard. Sarah, it's when so you, hard. yeah, well, body of his body, trying to said, get out of this portal. Wait, you've had visions of bodies trying to get out of this portal? I, it's on the video. Okay. It's like the ground opens, and like I don't understand it. Creatures are coming out of it, and there's people there, and I don't know if they're dead or alive. I don't know. And I'm like, am I hallucinating? Mm. Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, you know, I, 
And then this is what happens. I woke up at 5.30 in the morning. I have my routine. I take a shower. And then I walk my dogs because I'm going to be gone. I take them and it's still dark out. At 6 in the morning, I come back in. And I go upstairs to help my daughter get ready for school. Well, as I was coming into my house, mm-hmm. I got hit in the back of the head really hard. I felt pain in the back of my head. And all I remember was as I was falling, trying to look back to see what hit me. And then the next thing I know, I'm waking up in the ICU. This is now like two or three times in the ICU. The nurse said, welcome back. Do you know who you are? What day is it today? I said, today's Monday. She goes, today's Wednesday. I'm like, okay, where am I? She's like, you're in a hospital. I'm like, okay. So what happened was a doctor came in and he said, can I ask you a question? Do you remember anything that happened? I said, I I remember being hit in the head or like something painful in my head. And then he said, I have a question for you. Who's been scratching your back? Why do you have so many scratches on your back? You should see my bruises on me, cuts, everything. I have pictures of everything. Like bruises, like if somebody was like holding me, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I'll send you the pictures and stuff so you can see it. So Sarah, the the scratches on your back, can you describe those at all? Do you have photographs of those? What do you mean? There's like, it's like if if you grabbed a, like four fingers and just scratch my back okay. and have pictures of it. Are they wide scratches? Are they thin? Are they? They're thin. Uh, okay. They're thin. Are they straight? Then, like, are they curled um, at the, how do, how do they look on your back? Are they straight lines? Are they curved? Are they angled? What's the deal? They're straight. Okay. From what I saw. And my best friend said that like the hospital called because now my, my boyfriend's being questioned for like attempted murder like why did what, what happened or who hit her in the back of the head concussion so now they're questioning him which is terrifying my little girl said no no he was asleep and what happened was my daughter sets her alarm for 6 15 in the morning and what happens is in case i oversleep she's my backup alarm right so she says she woke up at 6 15 went downstairs saw me on the floor ran woke him up and said, mom, something's wrong with mom. Like, please hurry. Like, so he went downstairs, called 911. And my best friend heard about it. She came to the house and my best friend said, look, like it's not him, but Mm -hmm. there's, and there's been things happening paranormal in Mm -hmm. this house and we don't know what to do or how to get help. Who do you call when things like this happen? You know what I mean? turned into a suspect because of this right right okay. now he's cleared of course okay it's, it's hard but he was cleared of course you know what i mean right no but i mean it's this is this is yeah this is really really personal yeah yeah, yeah. um okay like, so uh, he was go, go ahead he sees like the curtains are open and he sees like a figure look like a ghost, like white. And it mm-hmm. looked at him and then he saw it. He gets up and goes right immediately to the balcony thinking there's somebody trying to break in. 
Mm-hmm. And he said within about a minute, the thing was gone. Like, what was it? I don't know. So, okay. All this stuff. And you have, have you been a, have you been open about the paranormal side of this stuff publicly? No. Okay. Have you done another radio show about this, this side of things? No. no. Okay. All right. Well, this is going to get a, a lot of attention here because of uh, just how credible you are. the The nuances Thank of the de- the nuances of the details that you're describing, and you're not alone. Um, you may feel alone Thank right you. now. Because you're not alone at all. I mean, you're speaking to someone who. Can, can vouch for so much of what you described, um, but there are people listening right now. And if people want to get a hold of you and to reach out to you, uh, how can they? Do you have an anonymous email set up to where people can find you, um, or do you want them to go through me? Uh, how how would you like to to work that? Um, I have to thank Mark. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will well, make I will make a, a Facebook or maybe a website and, and, and an email. Why don't we just uh, you and I will work on an email? Uh, maybe the words okay. uh, use the name Sarah or something to that effect. Okay. And um, if people want to get a hold of Sarah, they can get a hold of me at strangebrowradio at gmail dot com, and then I will forward off these letters to Sarah once she gets a new email. And then uh, you and I, let's touch bases before you move here. Um, And then let's just keep in touch. Okay, and with that, the interview was over. The signal was lost for whatever reason and uh, talked to her a little bit on the old messenger board I spoke about earlier. And we finished our phone call that way but we're still in contact and um, there's more to the story uh, for sure since we last spoke and I will let her tell the rest of it as we uh, get to know one another but again that was Sarah I told you it's uh, quite an encounter story and like I said on the interview if you want to reach out to Sarah personally, or you have some advice along the way, you can get in touch with me and I will forward off that message to her. Just shoot me an email at strangebrowradio at gmail.com. And if you yourself live at one of these places now, like I said before, I would love to make this show only about working with people that live on these amazing places. And if you have your own amazing spot, your own skin twin, you can get in touch with me at strangebrowradio at gmail.com. And I'd love to talk to you, even if we're just talking off the record. Don't even need to record it. You could write me a letter and and let me know what it's like to live on on such a place there. But obviously, here's someone who'd love some advice. And so shoot me an email if you can at strangebrowradio at gmail.com. Okay, so episode two of the Travel Channel's Expedition Bigfoot. Well, it showcased some of these Al Moon audio sounds, in particular one. And it was, uh, it looks like there was some reciprocation, appreciation after it was played in eastern Oregon near, I believe, Bend or Sisters, Oregon, up there in the High Cascades. So... 
guess we'll have to wait to episode three to see what exactly that was. I think that they were trying to locate where the uh, call back, if we're going to call it a call back, was actually at location wise. They kind of shot up a grid of some kind in order to, to figure out where this uh, transpired. And there's been some emailing between me and some of the people on this show to uh, to see exactly what they think was possibly responding to that. And uh, haven't heard anything back yet, but I will keep you guys all in the loop. Also, coming up quickly, January 4th, I mean, Christmas is going to be come and gone before I know it. And then New Year's, and then January 4th at Manresa Castle, we have... Uh, paranormal researcher Mary Bethune from 7 to 10 and that will be a free event come to a haunted castle if you're especially if you're within a couple hours um, it's it's a worthwhile trip Saturday night at a haunted castle book a room and uh, meet me Mary Bethune and the whole haunted crowd that will show up there again that is January 4th 2020 in Port Townsend Washington at the Manresa Castle free live show podcastle live. Also, thanks to the Patreon members that have subscribed over the last couple weeks. That's awesome and much appreciated. It keeps this pirate ship afloating along. And you can do that, of course, at patreon.com forward slash strange brow radio. Extra content, extra videos, extra podcast. There's going to be some uh, interesting stuff coming up in uh, the end of December here for patron members. And uh, probably some more added footage, of course, in January from the Podcastle Live. That's where we put those videos in the members section. So any guests we interview at the uh, Manresa Castle in general, especially on our free live events, will be for members of patreon.com forward slash strangebrowradio. And that's it for the show. I don't think there's anything else that I can mention beyond that. That's it. Have a Merry Christmas, Happy Yule, and uh, I will talk to you before the end of the year. And as always, I will see you in the trees. Mm-hmm.